we will begin with Genesis chapter 7, the flood. And here it begins in verse 1, and it says, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come down and all thy house, and, and come into the ark. For thee I have seen righteous before me in this generation. Now, he says also, he says, Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by seventh, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Now, he says in the beginning, he says, I have found the righteous, I found you to be righteous before me in this generation. Not referring to any other generation, but he says, but refers to Noah's days. And notwithstanding that in Noah's generation was wickedness and violence that is massively the norm. And yet God had a remnant by the name of Noah here. So he said, and in verse 2, it begins with the gathering of the animals. And he says, you are to bring these animal and clean and unclean animals. Clean has to be by seven. Seven clean animals and unclean by two. And this is the work of Noah. This is his work. And then in verse, it says on verse 3, and of the fowls also of the air by sevens, male and female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days I will cause it to rain upon the earth, forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I had made will I destroy from the face of the earth. And in verse 3, he says that you are to bring even the fowl of the air, male and female. And the emphasis here is to keep the seed alive on earth, to preserve them and to keep them from not being in extinction, of course, to prevent them from extinction. And God could have easily annihilated all living creatures but here he continued on with man mankind and he continued on with noah and then in verse seven is verse four it says seven days he will cause the rain on earth and 40 days is when the rain is gonna be on this earth it's gonna constantly rain and it's gonna rain for 40 days and 40 nights and every living substance will be destroyed and this is the judgment of God on earth with the flood that he's going to use to he says I will cause it to rain upon the earth and we see this is the first inauguration of the rain this is when the rain is gonna break through in verse 5 and it says and Noah did according to all that God had commanded him you see here, Noah obeyed 
as God commanded. And he obeyed and his obedience is by faith. He listens to God. He, he has been walking with God now. He obeyed by faith. And here, all of, all of them are going to go on board now into the ark because God has told Noah to bring all these animals into the ark. And in verse 6, it says, And Noah was 600 years old when the flood of the waters was upon the earth. And Noah went in and his sons and his wife and his son's wife with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood and of the clean beasts and of the beasts that are not clean and of the fowls and of everything that creepeth upon the earth see here I mentioned that Noah was seven uh, six hundred years when the flood is going to come on earth and here he goes into the ark with his sons and his wife and his son's wife with them. And then in verse 9 it says, And they went in two and two unto the ark, and male and female as God commanded him. So all the clean beasts and all the beasts that are not clean, and all the fowls and all every, everything that creepeth upon the earth, everything, all the animals, went into this ark two by two here he mentioned that all of them went in two by two into onto noah into the ark see they came towards noah and then went into the ark male and female now some will say how did noah able to uh to gather all these animals together and send these animals into the ark. How is it possible? You know, because these animals obviously responded and they came two by two, male and female, and they came onto Noah. It says two by two, they went in two by two onto Noah, into the ark. How is this possible? How can these animals? Did Noah actually go out there and get those animals and, and, and search for them? No, these animals came by their own um, instinct. They knew that because this is this is what God has commanded Noah and these, these animals came by the instinct. And, you know, remember in the dispensation of Adam, Adam was able to control at least tame the animals the animal kingdom he was able to call them by name he was able to they were able to come to him and respond to him and he was able to name them and here noah is exercising also what adam could have done or adam could do adam was able to control the animal kingdom so was noah because if you look at Noah, Noah is at the last age of the Adamic dispensation. And he can still be able to control these animals and call them and they are to respond to him. 
because of the fact that he's in the dispensation with Adam, the Adamic dispensation that he can call and control the animals. The animals will respond to man. Now, after the flood period had concluded, a new dispensation age begins where the animal will severe ties with man. And along with capital punishment, this becomes, this becomes the noetic dispensation uh, or the age of human governance. But up to now, man has still has the power to control the element and the animal kingdom. And that's what they responded. These animals responded to Noah. He says the animal went in two by two unto Noah in the ark. And in verse 10, he says, And it came to pass after seven days, that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. Now in verse 11, it says, In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day where all the fountains of the deep broke up, and the windows of heaven were opened. Now here you see the first rain that is now broken up. The first rain on earth. This is the, the inauguration of the rain. The elements now burst out. Uh, and this has never been done until now. And it all, it ends the Edenic dispensation of water coming up from the mist. You remember in the beginning, they said the water comes came up from the mist of the earth and then water the earth. But here it ends the dispensation of the Edenic uh, this Edenic covenant that now you have water from the earth bursting through water from the sky bursting down to the earth and here you see and it says in verse 12 and the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights and in the self same day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth and the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. There and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, and every bird of every sort. And verse uh, 15, it says, And they went in unto Noah into the ark. Again, you see, they went in unto Noah into the ark two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And here you see the flood and the ark now. The flood is going to come. And now this is what happens after this. After everybody, every, all the creatures are now gone into this ark, and then it says in verse 16, And there that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him. And the Lord, now it says, And the Lord shut him in. Now God is the one that closes the door. This is God's way of saying that the work of Noah is now done. This is the last work of Noah. And God now begins here. Everything Noah, from here, Noah's part is finished. And God closes the door now and begins here. And this is the judgment of God now. It's going to come with the flood. And in verse 
17, and the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased. Now, listen to these words. It says, the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lifted up above the earth. And then he says in verse 18, and the waters, here again, the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth. And the ark went up upon the face of the waters. Now they say the waters prevailed and increased greatly. And then in verse 19, he says, and the waters prevailed. Again, it says this water prevailed exceedingly upon the earth and all the high hills that were under the whole earth were covered and in verse 20 it says 15 cubits upward did the waters again here it says the waters prevailed and the mountains were covered now the water prevailed here speaks of the unstoppable force of nature the unstoppable Unstoppable force of nature is um, also speaks about judgment. Here, God brings judgment through the flood, and nothing can stop this judgment. Nobody will be able to stop the flow of judgment. And when judgment come, it 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 is come to destroy. Understand this, and this is the judgment on the earth. And it can never be prevail. It can never be altered, and it can never be. It can never come out in any way. This is. There's no way you can stop this. But it says here that it prevailed, except for those who were rescued from judgment. Only those who were rescued from judgment are the ones who are able to save themselves by the saving uh, power of the ark, by the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Excuse me, in verse 20, it begins here in verse 20 and it says in 15, 15 cubits upward did the waters prevail and the mountains were covered. Now the waters prevail here speaks of, of the, the unstoppable force of nature. And also it also speaks about a judgment. Nobody will be able to stop the flow of judgment here and judgment that is going to come upon the earth and it will prevail and never be altered or hindered except for those that is being rescued from the judgment and here the water here speaks about christ excuse me the water the judgment here speaks about the flood the flood that is the water that has prevailed but the saving grace here is christ christ represents the ark that pre that protects human life except those who are in the ark the ark here speaks about christ is the ark speaks as the savior of humanity and the only life was in the ark 
same as now, the only life a man has is in Christ, in Christ Jesus. The only, only in Christ will a person be saved. Only, only in Christ will somebody be able to escape the judgment that is coming upon the earth. And in verse 21, it says, And all flesh died that move upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Every man, all things died. That's, this is the judgment that everything died. All flesh died that moved, that is outside the ark. All the flesh is, that is not in the ark or not with, uh, did not respond to the warning, to the call that they are to be coming to the ark. They all died. Everything that was in the outside all died. And it's just like that in Christ. Christ is calling and says, Come unto me, all ye that are heavy and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We have to come to Christ, Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can save us. No other way can man be saved except the word of Jesus Christ and the life of Christ and the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. No other way can a human soul be saved. So it says all this judgment is to come and without the ark, all will die. You see, all judgment is to come. All judgment and without Christ, all will die. So here you have the ark that saves some, but the entire person outside the ark all died. Because it's in verse 22, it says, All in whose nostrils was the breath of life of all that was in the dry land died. See, this is judgment upon the earth. And in verse 23, it says, And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle. Every living substance died. Every living substance was destroyed. And the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven and there were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive and there that were with him in the ark. See, the ark here represents Christ. Only in Christ is life given to man. Nowhere else. Not outside in any way. Not in any religion. Not in any place or any group or any belief or anything else. Like a man can hold on to only in Jesus Christ. And in verse 24, it says again here, it says, And the waters prevail upon the earth an hundred and fifty days. See, the water, the flood, it flooded the entire earth. And you have 15 cubits of water upon the earth that covered the entire mountain. Every place, no, nowhere can anybody escape. Even if you climb the highest mountain, the waters about 150 cubits and all living things died except Noah and his family. And there was water on earth for over 150 days. 
So we will talk about we'll stop that about that. We'll continue on. But here are some of the proofs of the flood. It says in the Gilgamesh, it includes an expanded story of the flood on tablet eleven. It's a similar story. It's a similar flood story in Genesis 6-9. The best known copy of the epic was found in Nineveh on the series of baked clay tablets. Tablet 11 of the Gilgamesh epic tales of a great flood brought on earth by the wrath of the gods and includes a hero who is told to build a ship to take every kind of animal along and to use birds to check to check if the water had receded. And the copies of the epic and other flood stories have been found near the east. The popularity of the flood theme argues of its historicity and supports the flood of Noah's time. So here is the proof according to um, archaeologists finding and according to the proof of Noah and the flood. So we're going to stop there and we're going to begin again in Genesis chapter 8. Until then, God bless you.